1: And now, back to Lifeline. Indeed. Three lines open. 1-888-367-5329. 3 lines wide open. If you want to call and talk about election fraud, if you want to talk about reverse psychology, if you want to talk about the hoodwinking of the Western culture, if you want to talk about the revolution that we're under, because we're under one. I don't care what you say. This revolution is a soft Antonio Gramscian style takeover and total transformation of the society at the level of language. Again, this is 1984, um, uh, not Brave New World, but um, 1984. Brave New World has to do with the um, medical tyranny that we're under too because it's all conflated, meaning you can definitely change a person's identity if you have the power of changing the language, because if you can change the language, if you can redefine things and people, you can redefine culture. And if you can enforce the definition of terms by corporal punishment, such as losing your job or being censored or being punished, even uh, judicially, as is taking place in Canada right now. I don't know if you know, but doctors over this last year have died to the tune of almost 100 doctors in Canada because they took the jab and they know the jab did it because their death is is very consistent and very suspicious. Almost all of them are dealing with uh, mericarditis or pericarditis and, and it's, it's unavoidable to not see what leads up to these things called, you know, sudden death, sudden adults' death syndrome? It's just a euphemistic term that uh, allows the uh, big pharma to basically be uh, indemnified from 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 uh, from guilt because of the uh, the death of the 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 person by by these uh, by these jabs. But it's it's a big scandal in Canada, and again, you won't hear it in your major media outlets. So, yeah, if you can control the narrative, if you can censor the flow of conversation, if you can if you can threaten people to even think wrong. That, that is what Dave Chappelle was saying. You brothers need to be careful about the way you're thinking, because what you think comes out of your mouth. And if it comes out of your mouth and the wrong people hear it and you can lose a lot. Um, what a world we're in, ladies and gentlemen, what a world we are in. And I stated earlier, too, that demoralization is definitely one of the objectives. It's designed to cause men and women to believe that they don't have any power, influence, authority, anything they can do about it. And uh, that's the wrong way to think. Unless, of course, you don't know the true and the living God and you're not attached to the divine power of the universe. Because God always uses a few to change many. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Let's go to Donna from San Mateo online. Number one, Donna, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm there. Hi, Pastor. Jesse. How, how are you? Good, um, good. I'm good. I'm I wanted to go back to um, where you were saying about the uh, what the reasons why the red wave didn't happen. Yeah. I, I don't think that it didn't happen. I think that's what they want you to think. And that's use the media. It's a propaganda so that they get people all excited and then they'll say, oh, no, it didn't happen because Trump put too much into it. I mean, look at what Schumer's trying to do. Schumer's saying, that's to McConnell, um, let's work together in the Senate and let's get rid of all the MAGA. MAGA is make America great again. It's not Trump. And so why would he not want to make America great again? Because they have an agenda, right? They want to control us. They want us to believe that there's no real ability to uh get what we want or live the lives that we want and so like you were saying earlier that they're beating us down and if we just believe we're beaten down we won't get up yep. and fight but i I, I, I think that's uh, um i don't know maybe i'm a um not a realist or whatever you want to say it or maybe i but i believe that there are people actively working Against this, like you were saying, just a few, but those few are rallying, and those few few are actually you know pushing through. And getting out in certain little areas that they're trying to clamp down on in the media, but they're still doing it by word of mouth. And I think that whole thing with the COVID was to get yeah. everybody so they wouldn't talk to each other face to face. They wouldn't have, um, they would just look at the news and cower in their houses and, and think, Oh no, I can't even talk to my uh, child or my wife. I stick them in the other room because they could be sick. You know, all these different things. They were segregating everybody and, 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 When you feel like you're by yourself, basically, you, you know, you feel like you can't do anything. But, yeah. You demoralize. Yes, exactly. Demoralization. And I see it. I've seen it in work. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it um, with my friends. But then when I actually talk to people, I see a different thing. I see the some that continue on with, like, the mask wearing, which I think was a whole that whole thing in itself was a psyops, you know, cover the mouth, keep them from talking. Don't say that, you know, Um, somebody's going to hear you like Chappelle, you know, don't, you know, and I've been getting that my whole entire life because I've I have a large voice, Meaning yeah. it's it's a loud voice, and I've always said no. You know that's not right, and people are always saying, "Shh, don't say that." So I'm used to it. So I think I, that was one of the things that God gave me was that ability to say, "Who cares what other people yeah. think? Just keep on doing what I ask you to do."
1: And right, so and there's at least that- um, there's at least three thirty to forty percent of people are um, independent. Uh, extrovert uh, people who will talk out and I'm one of them too Uh, so 40% of us won't be you know voluntarily uh, gag ordered that won't happen so if they don't impose a system of threat if they don't get the society to which you speak love and care about to use them to censor you by having them punish you in some form or another uh, they know they can't stop us from talking, so they have to use different measures. So now I'll go back to the way that I, I framed that question, uh, Donna, because what I stated was they said that there was no red wave. And, and, and from an elections standpoint, I don't I don't believe there was a red wave in the way in which they were um, saying that it should just be an absolute blowout. Now I gave two uh, possibilities. The first possibility I gave was demoralization, meaning expectations were higher than reality could afford it. Doesn't mean that lots of people didn't come out to vote. They did. Obviously, we are we 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 won a number of seats. Uh, in, in the way of, 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 of right politics. Um, it just was not one of those massive, overwhelming red waves that I think would require almost a revival on the part of God changing, uh, the hearts of not only uh, people that are conservative, but people that would have been moderates as well. And then a significant number of the liberals would have come to realize the uh, Gotham City scenario that we're in. But the second one, which is what I'm gonna pick up again after the break, is that who knows how much control both high tech, social media tech, as well as the uh, main uh, media outlets are engaging in uh, thwarting the votes at the Technological level. This what I mean. The voting machines. I sent that out to you guys as well. Um, if you watch it, it's going to be an absolutely fascinating insight into how they can manipulate the votes, and that's why we're seeing it in Maricopa County in Arizona because you know um, Katie Lake is uh, very popular, and she's about to knock the incumbent out and to get uh, Ron DeSantis and, and and a person like uh, Katie, and then a few more of your you know, solid biblical Christian conservatives uh, winning the day as they are, that motivates people. So they want to slow that down. So I I think I think the technical end of it has something to say as well. Uh, But thank you for your call, my dear sister. See you soon. I got to take a hard break, but the number is one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine, one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Talk to me. I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 619 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. If you want to join the discussion, you may at one 888 329 Exercising our constitutional right to um, talk about matters that our world is uh, seeking to censor, control, alter, modify, redefine. For those of you who listen to me preach and teach, you know I tell you about the wiles of the devil, about his methodias, his methods, and one of them is to parody God. That's the whole battle, Um, the satanic system moving towards a transhumanism at the level of artificial intelligence. Is seeking to destroy everything organic and biblical and historically God exalting, particularly that which is constituted as the dichotomy or binary distinction between male and female, so that humanity is an, an androgynous being that does not rely upon a male or female uh, population or a propagation uh, uh, um, a model of uh, replication. So after a while, family won't mean anything. This is what's so devastatingly diabolical about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and the owners being open Marxists and uh, anti-family and so many Black people bought into the propaganda. This is how you know many people have lost the gospel. I'm, I'm thinking about so many people for whom they were exposed to the gospel of the grace of God and the uniqueness of the one true and living God and the biblical God and the biblical Christ and the biblical, uh, truth and justice. And they, they lost it for, um, ethnicity, for their blackness. Uh, when, when the gospel tells us that we are not, um, confined to our ethnicity. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. And unless you're born again, you can't transcend the parameters of a value system that's placed on you by the world. That was kind of what um, Kyrie was saying in his tweet today. A lot of people are waking up, but they're not quite waking up to the truth yet. I'm glad they're waking up. I'm glad they're speaking out. I'm glad there are many canaries in the coal mine. Uh. Warning you about a loss of oxygen uh, and, the, and the fact that you can find yourself falling asleep and being poisoned to death um, by your own recognizance, and so we need to be extremely careful about that. Let me see here two lines open: one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine Let me go to line number two and talk with Stefan in Richmond Stefan are you there <laughs> Greetings, Pastor. What's going on, Pastor? Hey, what's up, soldier? How are you doing? All is well, man. All is good. Um, what's your thoughts?
3: So I had a I had a quick question for you. I'm uh, trying to wrestle with the thought. Um, I would like to see if you can help us connect the dots. Um, sure. So I think it can be uh, agreed upon by pretty much all your listeners and, and just Christians in general, or even just in general that the uh, World Economic Forum is pretty much in motion and has been for a while. Um, and so could you help us connect the dots between COVID uh, and today's current financial crisis and how they kind of work together? Um, the, the, the motivation behind this question was contemplating um, how this supports their overall, or one of their main objectives that we will own nothing and be happy and how, like how these two are that this financial crisis and in, in COVID, how they're kind of linked, whether it be through um, through the lies or through the propaganda or whatever, a better way to, to look at that at these two uh, consequences.
1: Right. Not only is uh, not only is the World Economic Forum tied to COVID in an incidental way, they're tied to it in a substantial way. Klaus Schwab. It's in absolute cahoots with Bill Gates, the Melinda Foundation. Gabby is a whole conglomerate of um, <clears throat> G20 powers working with the World Health Organization to create a world that is dominated by a vaccine regiment for everybody from the womb to the tomb. You already know that. You guys have been part of my Wednesday COVID presentation for three or four months where we took the data that they have on their own websites. And I've shown you how the world is being forced into a vaccine immunity regimen at the level of if you don't take the vaccines, you can't go to school, you can't work. It's inexorably bound together. So COVID is a cover for control. I've said that before. COVID is a cover for control. For control. And what happened two years ago should have happened some um, some some eight to 12 years ago under the Obama administration when there was another breakout, the influenza breakout that they were hoping to be a kind of uh, covid pandemic scare. But it just didn't it didn't get off the ground. Uh, enough to create uh, the the conditions for them to implement what was called event two hundred one which was a planned strategy for a military style police style law enforcement style shut down of society, um, isolate everybody as Donna said, put you in your houses and shut you up to computers, so that the only thing imagine this imagine this. Two years ago, people were fundamentally not able to work in a social context. You know, many of you guys were able to keep your jobs, but you were doing it from home. And everybody thought that was cool. But the problem is that was a predication for isolation. And, you know, it impacted people significantly, meaning. We got used to having our faces in front of our computers or on our laptops or whatever our social media uh, format is. And and now all of a sudden at will, they are talking to us and telling us how we are to be, what we are to think, where we are to go, how we are to get there. That's what I meant earlier, Stefan, about us already being in the Matrix at such a prominent level that if the any if the internet was cut off, a lot of people would just die. Like, just die. They would just like, like, see the the, the movie The Matrix is such a metaphor of it because people are so linked in that they're sleep outside of the um, the internet telling them how to think, how to feel, how to act, what to do. Now, that being stated, there was such a devastation behind the lockdowns and shutdown. This is what Aaron Cariati. The uh, former health director for the University of San Diego, who was also censored and fired because he didn't take that position. Him, Dr. Atlas, Dr. uh, Budacharya, as well as uh, one more brother, Dr. Forget his name. He'll come back up. They all wrote the uh, Barrington Declaration, which I taught on for several weeks at Grace. Uh, measured lockdowns or measured isolation. Everybody continues working, uh, believe in what is called uh, natural immunity, that we will get COVID, that we would ultimately quell its capacity to impact us at the pandemic level. Just a natural process. They violated all of that because they wanted to set people up in this emergency use authority format, which we are still in in California and uh, in New York, I believe as well. And certainly Canada is locked down and parts of uh, Europe are locked down Germany because this is really about a transition from nation states to a global governance that is centrally medically dominated. So I want to say that again because people are not getting it. COVID, that is this this pseudo-plandemic viral contagion, um, which, which everybody knows now was a gain of function, uh, monstrosity that, that came out of the Wuhan lab. Everybody knows that. And it started here in North Carolina with, with Fauci. They have always been playing with bioweapons for decades upon decades. This goes all the way back to, uh, to the, to the days of the Roman Empire. But the point being is that, our world has been experiencing a takeover by the World Health Organization, by um, again, by the Davos Group, by um, by the World Economic Forum, by the Trilateral Commission, uh, by the G20 groups. And this is why they were all in absolute Almost amazing Al Hitler lockstep with the goose step uh, in doing the same thing around the world. That could never happen by accident. That all had to be planned, and only stupid people would deny. Um, This logical assessment that I'm making and going forward right now, you and I are dealing with interest rates that are at eight to nine percent. We're dealing with gas prices that are out of the roof. We're dealing with the radical shifting of economics that has not been the likes for 40 years in America. We're not going to recover right away. We're dealing with 17 trillion dollars of debt. We're dealing with a established, what is called the Chinese Central Banking Digital Credit System. Almost all of your business institutions already have it set up. They're just waiting for it to be enforced by some government agenda. And what will be required for that to become uh, coerced upon us is another kind of medical uh, pandemic which will declare us bankrupt in terms of fiat money uh, and the dollar, and it will just seamlessly transition to the next convenience method of economics. What I'm saying to you is not new. You can go online and find this all over the place. So the correlation between COVID and, uh, and uh, the New World Order's agenda of, uh, of uh, Klaus Schwab's reset is that they needed this to initiate a change but it was preceded, my dear brother, by the whole um, Black Lives Matter Um, the whole woke doctrine of social justice all of this was the deconstruction that Yuri Bezmenov talked about you've heard that the the ideological subversion of propaganda destabilization demoralization and then crisis leading to normalization so we're still in what is called crisis mode we will not be out of crisis mode until we're looking up and seeing blackouts uh, electrical grid shut down uh, we're being told that we can't drive because that's a carbon footprint. We're going to be told that we can't run our electricity um, too much and that, guess what? We're going to be in the dark, going to be in the cold, going to be dealing with limitations of uh, a substantial nature. And they will all come rolling out bit by bit by bit in most people. Won't do anything about it in any way. Stay right there, uh, Stefan. I'm going to pick you up after the break. We're going to continue this conversation on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are indeed back to time 636. Um, Stefan, are you there? Yeah, there. Right. I want to just make another observation for our listening audience and then we can pick up and, and finish before I go to the next call. Um, this is an article by Aaron Cariotti. He's the MD that I said that was fired from uh, UC San Diego because he pushed back against the Fauci and delusion of everybody needs to be vaccinated. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, how old you are, how young you are, as if one size fits all. The most insane unscientific, unmedical model of dealing with uh, any kind of uh, epidemic, pandemic ever in the world. It never was ever done this way. And this is what made Aaron absolutely, um, you know, outraged as well as, as I stated, so many different doctors that I've introduced you guys to and professors and scientists. But what it does when you're under pressure of evil, what it does is it actually, It actually sets your course on a direction that will open your eyes in areas in which you weren't even looking for Aaron Coriotti. He saw in this agenda something different. He knew that this was not primarily about a pandemic. He knew this was about a completely new social order. Uh, He just because he was head of the health department at UC San Diego. So he had a very clear understanding of the history of dealing with pandemics. And he knew that this was not that. And he came to understand that we are moving into the rise of the bio digital surveillance state, the bio digital surveillance state in bio digital, meaning uh, social technology at the highest level of artificial intelligence and new design uh welded to are married to uh the medical uh conditions of human beings on the planet and as he stated unless we collectively decline to participate in the new social experiment digital ids is called id 2020 this came out in in 2020 the id 2020 tied to private demographics Financial, location, movement, and again, biometric data. That's the under the skin thing that you heard uh, Harari, uh, Noah Harari, um, speaking about in terms of being able to reach your biometrics uh, mm-hmm. internally um, by virtue of biodigital surveillance. This is not... This is not hearsay. It's already happening in, in, in other parts of the Western world. And people are glad to do it. People are glad to be able to have their vitals read in the cloud and, and by their doctor while they're going about about their life. The problem is, as Dr. Cariotti is warning about the bio digital um, surveillance system, is it ha- it has somebody else having absolute total control and awareness of and surveillance of your whole physical makeup, your heartbeat, your blood pressure, every other potential uh, medical um, aberration or normalcy that's going on in your body, and people are going to submit to it because it's of the most intimate level. This is going to be bought and sold to people as the greatest thing since sliced bread, and they're not going to—they're um, not going to be told that the cost is a complete um, a complete removal of your freedom in China they're doing it right now you and I know that so that people are they're graded it's called being on a it's called the ECS it's your social grading system it's your ethical social grading system. If you behave a certain way, then you will have access to normal privileges. If you don't behave a certain way, you won't and uh and if you behave in ways that are unethical according to their agenda and a big part of the unethicalness is that um the carbon footprints and the waste that people are said to be engaging in ter- in terms of pollution they're going to be definitely moving us out of fossil fuel and automobiles and and even private uh, private transportation. That's why your governor said by 2030, we're done with gasoline engines because they're all in cahoots with this agenda. And so when you're asking the question about our health, are you kidding? Um, the easiest way to get people to be sheeple is to threaten their health. That's the easiest way to do it and, uh, and, uh, and, and people will submit. We already know we've dealt with the welfare state For the last 80 years, and we've had welfare families to the fifth and sixth and seventh generation, that's a dependence system upon the state. It's the same thing that Klaus Schwab is saying. You won't own anything and you'll be happy about it. All right, I'm going to give you the last word before I go to break. Uh, What's your thoughts or do you have any other uh, questions around that topic? No, I
3: think that, that nails it pretty good. Uh, and I, I appreciate the references um, that you always lay out on this feed. Um, and it, I, what it had me thinking about um, was this, this Spider-Man movie that came out maybe two years ago and how um, in, this, in this film, Spider-Man had to, um, obviously he had to do his Spider-Man duties, right? But the, the, the villain had created this, this false reality by creating like this globe. Um, and he would cause more chaos. So that people, uh, would, would recognize that, fall under that delusion, and then he would be the one, uh, to gain superhero status, kind of like this, um, kind of like how our government is doing it now, how I'm, how I'm thinking how to connect, how the dots being connected, how COVID was one that was, uh, as you mentioned, to isolate and to ultimately control, and to have that fear factor and then depend on the government, cause, um, but then you have that, that whole dilemma. But then now the financial crisis, um, and and what, what the interest rates are doing, and uh, what the what the inflation is doing, and how the Fed is really um, pushing forward their own kind of kind of agenda, if you will, to, to to say, hey, you can trust in me. We'll create this chaos for you, and you'll you'll be okay with us creating this chaos because I can promise you that on the back end, things will be normal again. Um, and I'm seeing that same kind of thing. And, and I just want to hear your perspective on it. I'm, I'm certainly I'm certainly learning as I'm going, so I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. And and uh, I'm going to let you go on this one. But I do believe that we're going to be talking about solutions down the line. That's going to be radical for people because people, when they're paralyzed by fear, they don't want to hear solutions. But there are already people who are fighting for solutions. And that's what you have to do. When you see a storm coming, no matter what kind it is, you have to prepare for it in some way or another or else there's no reason for even seeing the storm. So we're going to be having that conversation as well. There are things that can be done that are logical that are self-preservational principles that give God glory and we will ultimately have to have that conversation. You're right to see the mapping of um, those comic uh, those comic uh, uh, episodes as foreshadowings and they're also predictive programming to let us know. They do that on purpose. They do it on purpose. So if people are going to draw any kind of redemptive benefit from these... Uh, These comic shows are these programs that deal with chaos, confusion at the uh, gothic level, as I've been teaching you guys, whether it's Spider-Man or Batman or whomever. All of these are pathological um, entities that represent government powers, implementing manipulative, destructive patterns of psychological control over the masses. There's no doubt about it. This was true also with Black Panther. This is why when our brother James brought up the fact that we got a female here. That's catering to black audiences to continue to hate on the black male. There's no doubt about it. There's just no doubt about it. And it is working as well. It's working uh, marvelously for people who don't have a biblical worldview. Thanks for the call. Let me go to line number one for a moment and just get started with um, Audi from Sacramento. Audi, are you there?
4: Yes, Pastor Jesse, I am here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We attended, I don't know if you remember my mother, Samantha, we've been attending Grace for a very long time. So uh, Audie, come on girl. You TV. don't
1: think I know you. Come on. So what's your question? Cause we're going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and we're going to f- uh, flesh it out. What's your question or concern?
4: Okay. So I was watching one of your sermons. I don't know if it was Tuesday or Friday and it was definitely very helpful. You were talking about how our minds basically are our worst enemy. And somebody mentioned um, you were mentioning how if you can't remember a verse and then somebody said something about let's go to google and you said that path would kind of be pursuing demonism i didn't understand it and i didn't want to completely turn my mind away from it and like not ask the question about it cuz i'm really interested in what you were saying about that okay so that's perfect that. i'm, I'm going to re- take
1: yeah. a break and i'm going to come back and actually reframe what i said actually so you can get clarity on it. i'm glad you called cuz a lot of people will just take what i say think they understand what I say, reframe it according to their own disposition, which would mean that they are saying something I really didn't say. But we're gonna deal with that when we come back on the break. Uh, Gotta take a break, pay some bills, we'll be right back.
0: And now back to Lifeline.
1: We're back, the time 6.49, only 10 minutes to go, and we've got Adi on line one. Adi, are you there? Yes. So I'm going to frame it like this because I'm not quite ready to do a full exposure of um, the symbolisms and the color schemes and the history of, of, of the, the Google format. But Google is not just like some type of asinine or um, a non-harmful term in, in our culture. What we and what I talked about on Friday, and I've said this before many times, a lot of your institutions have names, that are yeah. either modified from um, other names that can be more easily identified with cult, um, cultic tendencies, cultic religions, cultic philosophies, um, and, and you can just look them up if you wanted to. And that's the fascinating thing about Google. But, but Google becomes your—it um, becomes your source. And controlling source of of almost all data it's right. it makes people dependent upon it at the level of almost um, uh, a non a, uh, almost a uh, non-negotiable essential and that what that what I mean by that is there's going to be obviously a ton of things on Google that are going to be beneficial because that's the na- nature of a broken world it will give you 90% good and then the right. last 10% is designed to bring you into bondage darkness suffering and death and so both Google as well as Facebook and they've been collaborators for a long time know that People engaging in Google, Facebook, and all of its information is an overload—a a, a sensory overload of your emotional, psychological, physiological system—in such a way that it creates uh, creates anxiety, it creates depression, it creates uh, mm-hmm. OCD, it, it creates the inability <clears throat> to focus. A lot of things are going on. This is why the owners of these institutions make sure their kids are not on these uh, social media platforms. Um, for the most part of their younger life because of how addicting it is. This is definitely uh, a dopaminergic uh, experience where people are uh, basically addicted to it. And being addicted to it, it lowers your ability to be objective about what you're seeing and, and hearing. Again, this is kind of like the movie Matrix, and I'm sure you know what I mean right. by that. I mean, everybody's using it Uh, Because it is almost the only thing to use, but not everyone is being completely objective about how to use it. Now, there would be no way I would tell you not to Google a Bible verse because I use it for Bible verses all the time. I use all of the platforms for uh, research that's needed where I'm not dealing with 50,000 books um, because you can have error and truth in books as well. But the platform itself becomes a way for the institution to be sure that it has the ear, eye, and um, and psycho, uh, emotional, physiological attention of a human being so that you can get trapped. This is what I was talking about as we we're talking about sanctification. You know, I'm talking about our mind uh, being able to think properly, in conjunction with our emotional disposition and makeup so that the outcome of our actions is a consequence of internal integrity. The integrity of the way I think in relationship to the way I feel would lead to the way I act. And I know you get that logic. Right. And what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that we have to be able to be observant of both what we're thinking and what we're feeling. So that our think-feel will actually lead to our actions in a good way versus thinking one way and acting another like thinking right but emotionally committed to um, unbiblical behavior. That would indicate that we are addicted and that addiction would imply an internal conflict. So whenever you're dealing with addiction, you can know that what you're doing is wrong. But because your emotional, motivational factor is driven toward that, that is, again, the addictive pattern, Uh, engaging in something that's not good for you, even though you know it's not good for you. A lot of people are that way with various forms of social media uh, and its influence in their life. And I was simply saying to the believer on Friday that we have to be able to have enough uh, independence and autonomy, freedom mm-hmm. from any of these sources to be okay if the government was to shut down your internet, if the government mm-hmm. was to just shut down all platforms for a day you know we we shouldn 't go through withdrawals or mm-hmm. um, anxiety or depression or anything. we should be able to imagine Audi To be able to just say, okay, it's me and God, you know, in creation. I'm going to go outside, take a walk. I'm I'm just going to think I'm going to meditate. I'm going to frame my thoughts around the real organic world from which I came and from which I will return until people are able to practice that kind of autonomy and freedom from any kind of um, platform, social media. Uh, uh, structural systems that are beckoning your call, you and I are in danger of being controlled by sources outside of ourselves and sources outside of God. So I I will expand on the whole Google, Facebook, uh, Twitter and all of these institutions because they never come up with names like this without them ultimately Having their premises some dark system of ideology, but I'm not saying to you not to use it. I'm saying that you and I need to use it wisely and carefully. Does that make some sense?
4: Yes, that makes a lot of sense. My mom, and I we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, "Should I not call?" She was like, "No, call. Cool. Like definitely call and ask your question because I I've experienced that. Like I'm not on. By God's grace, I'm not on Instagram and stuff like that. But when I do go on it and when I have experienced it, it definitely pulls your emotions. Like the stuff you see, it makes you start to think carnally. Like, why can't I have that? Or why can't I do this? Or just messing your brain up. And God has already showed you why you can't have that or why he has you in a different section. So I'm definitely glad to... Be able to talk to you and ask that question because I do use Google. I've done that before, and some holy Spirit was definitely tell me you weren't saying not to use Google, but I wanted more understanding because the way my brain works, I gotta have more understanding, or my brain gonna start talking too much.
1: So I got I it. No, I told you. Uh, you're that. right, uh, and 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 all of us, and particularly you guys, Audie. You know, I'm talking to you, young people, every time I open my mouth. You're absolutely right, and see now you're doing what I'm talking about in sanctification. It's called introspection is the ability to have a clear perspective on how you are thinking, on how you're feeling, and what's going on inside of you. That is so critically important because it means now that you can be more self-accountable and start to gauge your inclination to fall prey to covetousness or longing for this, longing for that, because images are designed to do that. I mean, that's what thats what the whole television, vision that's what the whole media is about, to draw us in and compel us to take on the image of the world system. Um, And there are things that we can have. And you know, not only that, there are things we have to have. There are things that are good. There are things that are right. There are things that are appropriate. We have to discern that and all the while discerning that we have to have the grace of God to keep ourselves in control. The fruit of the spirit is temperance and self-control. Bless you, young lady. I got to take a break. Keep listening to our teachings on Tuesdays and Fridays, and you'll continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. And if you are Christ's disciples, ladies and gentlemen, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If not, you're going to be a slave to somebody You sure are going to be a slave to someone. And our our desire is to actually walk in the freedom wherewith Christ has set us free and not be brought again into bondage or be given over to carnal pleasures, which also will lead to misery and death. Um, The reason why you want to walk in your freedom freedom is because you want to be built up to fight this battle. You you really do. Um, The enemy is relentless. And he doesn't care about your soul, but to destroy it. He wants you to go to sleep or be a whore for his system. i put you on the broad road to destruction. But he's a liar from the beginning and never abode in the truth. Until next time, God bless you.